Unlocked Uncensored. What up, everybody? This is Jay Celine. This is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. What's going on, y'all? It's DJ Damage. And what up? It's your girl, April Jones. I'm in the building. And we're coming at y'all from Crossroads of the World Studio. Yo, and my boy Hitmaker let us use this spot, so we're going to do a shout out to him. But we have the one and only Rotimi in the building. Yeah! Yay! What up, though? What up, though? You know, they actually let a real star come and talk with us, so I actually feel blessed. <laughs> I don't know who to thank. You know, because every time I see you, you have a smile on your face and oh, you look man. so innocent. I'd be like, damn, I just got to stay 10 feet away. <laughs> he looks innocent? Yeah! <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. He doesn't look innocent. Yeah, I'm innocent. No. You know? <laughs> okay, so listen. <laughs> listen, I just nah. so I, I just did an interview on the Breakfast Club where I threw Jesse Smollett into the bus. I'm like, man, I've known him. I've laid in the bed with him. I should at least been able to get an interview, but I haven't because oh, he's wow. this big star. But now that the star has fallen and here we have the counterpart to the whole uh Empire Empire uh <laughs> rotating from power. Yeah. How is it now? You look at the news, you turn on the you turn on any internet, any app, any Instagram, the news, and you see uh, you know, your brother Jesse in trouble. Do you ever think like you could end up there? No, no. <laughs> Never. Cause I mean, you know, certain things just I wouldn't do, you know? And I don't know too much about the story, story, story. But you know. man, I don't know too much about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm working, you know. We all know. You, you I mean, you know, but like it's one of those things where I know I wouldn't do certain things. But you're sure. from New Jersey, and New Jersey, yeah. I was just in New Jersey recently, Queen Latifah, shout out to her, she's from Jersey. Uh, Jersey, Camden, New Jersey is a rough place. Yeah. Now, Chicago has been known to be a rough place, too. Would you ever think at 2 o'clock in the morning you would see probably somebody walking down the street in New Jersey with a MAGA hat on and bleach? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, I'm just wondering. I've, I've never experienced that before, so. <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? I'm just uh, giving you a hard time. And the reason why I say that is because I was just real critical of him on The Breakfast Club, where I said, I feel like, you know, with black actors, actresses, singers, sometimes we use our urban media outlets to kind of get a, for the lift off. And then when we get off the ground, we forget people. And I know that you've always been relatable, you've always uh, been approachable. And no matter where I see you, for whatever reason, you always have a smile on your face. I'm like, yeah, man. Like, either he high or he good. happy. I'm happy, man. You know, not a lot of people are able to say I, I, they do what I do. You know, like I get up and I do what I love every single day. And for my gift to be appreciated, why would I be, you know, why, why, how could I look at it any other way? So for me and my mom always told me that, you know, you don't just smile for yourself, you smile for others because you don't know what the other person is going it's through. True. So for me smiling, I might make you be like, you know what, it's not that bad. And that, I take pride in that, man. But that's why I was wondering, is it, was it your upbringing that kind of instilled the characteristics in you? Or uh, is it just, what is it, is that what it is? It's definitely my upbringing. You know, growing up with uh, Nigerian parents, you know, you're taught a structure. You're taught how to be a man, how to be strong. If you, this is what you want to do, you got to be the best at it. Mm -hmm. And my parents were immigrants that came with, and they were homeless. So they, and my dad is now one of the, was one of the biggest investment bankers at his firm. And then my mom was a, uh, she graduated PhD, doctorate, all that, but they both came like with nothing. Mm -hmm. So I saw that and it was just like, I have no reason to complain about anything, you know, being born into, you know, like a hardworking family, but they taught me just the, the, the principles of life. No, was it tough uh, picking the career path you picked, knowing that, you know, you got a strict Nigerian household and I know they probably wanted you to do something maybe business oriented oh, yeah. and really structured. Wrote to me, you have to be a doctor, a lawyer, <laughs> a judge, a principal. No, it was one of those things, man, like my mom, my mom has foresight. She's very spiritual. Mm -hmm. So when I was, when she was pregnant with me, she had a dream from Bob Marley. And Bob Marley said, your son is going to finish my legacy. Oh. So when she, she, she said he was either going to be, I was either going to be a lawyer or entertainer. So when I started singing at four, 
she was like, okay, that's what it is. So she had me wedding singing Nigerian parties when I was four or five <laughs> years. Yo, yeah, so I was probably the youngest wedding singer in the history. Yo. Did but, you always did you always want to be an entertainer or did you want to be something different when you were young? I always wanted to entertain, man. I yeah. always wanted to, you see Michael Jackson and, mm -hmm. and, and you see Boyz II Men for me and then um, it was Carl Thomas growing up too. So like I saw that and I just said, you know, this is what I want to do. And I didn't feel... Like I would either play sports right. or, or this, and I didn't feel like I, my life depended on anything else. But then when, when did it go from being bit by the bug or performing early on to I'm going to become an actor, and yeah. then, then the journey of ended up in like the biggest show on television? Man, this is God and anointed favor, because I, I graduated from Northwestern in Chicago. And so once I graduated, so I was... You're, you're smart as hell. Oh, yeah, I'm smart as hell. And I worked there, so it was funny when... I saw that you were there in 2010 because I was working there yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same time. It's how everything. Yo. So, right. 2010, I graduated and I was like, I didn't have any money coming out of school. So, my manager at the time was like, yo, you honestly need to do a commercial or something, bro. Like, do something. And I was like, all right. So, I went and there was no, no agency in Chicago wanting me because I had no resume. Mm. So, I, I just, but the only one that gave me a, a, a chance was, a small boutique one because her son went to Northwest and that's the only reason why. Mm. So she was like, I have an audition. I signed on Friday. She said, I have an audition for this show called Boss on Tuesday. You're not going to get it. I just want you to get used to like, you know, just uh, auditioning and casting directors that be in front of a camera. So I was like, all right. So I went in there with no care in the world, <laughs> but I go in there. Because you were already prepared to not get it. Yeah, I just was free, you know, and so, and she was just, just trust your instincts. I said, okay. And I go in there and I actually book it. Yeah. So I booked my first audition. So my first acting class was episode one of that show. Wait, but this was your Boss. agent that told you that? My agent, my agent was like, you don't go in there thinking you're going to get this. I just have a relationship with the casting director. But are you still that? Does that agent still rep you? No, 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 no. That's oh, what yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> I ain't going to get it. <laughs> nah, but it. My parents came from geez. Nigeria. Nah, they ain't but got it. no money. <laughs> I'm not only, prepared for this. Only, only because she, it's the odds of me, you know what I mean? She, yeah. she, she didn't want the me to go one. in there with my confidence being shot. She was like, don't expect to. Just, this is more so for you to get used to auditioning. So I just went in there and then I booked it and I got one of the lead roles on this show. So it was like, so episode one, I was learning, okay, this is a mark. Okay, these are my sides. Okay, right. this is camera left, right. Okay, and well, thank you God. Had, you ain't had no acting classes before that? No, I took like a, a little acting class at school for elective, you know, but in terms of like acting, acting, no. Nah. coaches or No, no, no. Did you like acting more than you like singing? Nah. But the thing is, being on power, though, is the closest thing to what music feels like. Because mm. socially... I can stand next to Meek Mill, Snoop, or whoever, and I'm still relevant in, the, in, in our culture just as much as them because of the show as well. But in terms of like the feeling I get creating something that's legendary, like every scene we do now is, is considered legendary at this point because of what we've, we've accomplished, you know, thank God. So like, it's that feeling of being on stage and knowing that once we're done with this product, the world is gonna watch it. So that kind of feeling is the closest thing mm -hmm. to music. So I was cracking jokes earlier about Jesse and Empire, but really, where did that whole beef come from between Empire and Star and, uh, and Power? Empire. Was that just 50? 50, 50, because, you know... He's a brilliant marketing Oh, my God, yeah. So let me tell you, so 50 brought it to us when I first signed on, and he was like, listen, this is what I'm going to do. He broke down everything he was going to do to, to be a part of it. He was like, Empire has a $100 million promotion marketing budget. We don't have that. So <laughs> I'm going to start something so that they are forced to mention our show every interview so he was like i'm gonna come for taraji 
two times and I'm apologize. I'm gonna do this <laughs> two times and I'm apologize. And he yeah. did it. So every interview when they were promoting is, is brilliant. Every interview was like, so how do you feel about 50 Cent Show Power? So if you didn't know about it, you know about it now. So he, we knew the breakdown the whole time. That's so. genius. So that I went was. to dinner with 50 and I was like, okay, so breakdown, like, how did you come up with your character? He said, man, I went to the writer and said, I want to be the most, most hated, hated person on TV. That, uh, on television. Yeah. I'm like, wow, like, it, it inspired me to, to do what I did. <laughs> inspired. You know, because I was crazy. like, okay, there's power. Yeah. No pun intended. And no. being hated. And yeah. he, he was talking about throwing a baby out a window or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stuff, but I had caught power on a plane one time because I'm, I, I, it's hard for me to watch a lot of television because I feel like once I get dedicated to the show, I have to watch every, every single episode. episode yeah, and you can only right. do that so much. 100%. But I got on a plane to, I think we were going to Japan. I had a long trip, so I said, man, let me just go through power. Man, that shit is like a drug. It's you a drug. literally get hooked to yeah. every character, and even Lala coming in. Do you see, like, because I didn't know not Lala to be an actor. Was she an actor? She's before so that? Good. Yeah, 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 she yeah. 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 She was so good in the show. Yeah, so when, yeah. when you watch it back, are you, like, amazed at how amazing it all comes together? No, I'm critical. I, I look like it's like an athlete looking at tape, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not like, oh, this is great. I'm like, okay, damn, I could have did this better. And I could have did this. Uh, why'd you wink like that? Like, that's how I think so I could be better, man. But again, like, but watching it with fan, like fans and supporters and then actually, like, watching it with, like, my friends, just to, like, look to the right and be like, damn, this is really affecting your life. Like, you are really affected by what's happening. That's, like you've done your job as an actor, you know what I mean? So when you were on Wild Now, I took a picture with you and posted on my Instagram, just yeah. thinking like, I'm just gonna put a picture of Bro Team out. Yeah. I got so much hate mail, and it wasn't <laughs> even for you, it was for your character, yeah, like, yeah. don't fucking trust him, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't trust him. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, seriously, I'm like, he's yeah. a nice guy. After, yeah, then yeah. I caught on like, oh, they ain't talking about you, they're talking about your character. What, yeah. Is your character just, where is he at now? Because I haven't seen the latest. Oh, shit. Oh, so <laughs> we uh, we left off that he got away. And, you know, to protect his daughter, he's going to have to do some things. So episode, season six is basically like Dre's vulnerability. And you start seeing why he is the way he is. And you start seeing him as a father. You start seeing him as a human. And it, it makes you think. What would you do if it was in your, if that was your situation? What yeah. would you do for your children? How far would you go for your children? So it's added a human element this season for, for Dre, which is going to be dope. Yeah, do you ever feel like, you know, being that you're on such a big show, a big platform, that if you do so well in acting that people might not really take the music so serious? That's why I took, a t I took my time, bro. I took a year off to literally find what works for me, yeah. you know? And if I kept putting out something, like, oh, this is what I do, this is what I do. No, I want it to be like a delicious meal where mm -hmm. it can't yeah. be, it's undeniable when you hear it, when you see it, when it's packaged together. Like, when you make something undeniable, it doesn't matter who it comes from. You know what I mean? One of the biggest records was from a co comedian last year. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So, like, if you put it into perspective, like, you take the time. That's why I didn't sleep, bro. I, I'll film from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m., go to the studio at 11, sleep in the studio till 7 a.m., go, go right back to set. I did that for three weeks straight. I didn't sleep. So, when you want something so bad yeah. and... The funny thing is, this is something I fell into. It's not even really, yeah, I know. you know what I mean? So, like, it's a blessing, but it made me just want to work harder and harder and harder, bro. That's why even doing butterscotch type of things, like, yeah. I wanted to kind of remove the stigma of, okay, Dre, okay, Ritimi. I wanted just to create something that people would just be like, damn, like, what can he do? It was interesting when our team started posting uh, you with the, uh, the face mask, with yeah. the face mask <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. on, and I mean showing the the comical side of you. And um, was that intentional? Intentional from day one. It was. It so was. You learning from fifty. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, so speaking of falling into music, 
uh, when Ghost fell into Beyonce's lap at the end of the and reached in for a four-second hug and two kisses, uh-huh. one close to the mouth of God. Uh-huh. What did, were you at the NLAC? I was not there. Well, when you watched that on social media or wherever, did you say, damn, that's amazing, I wish I was him, or did you say that, damn, Ghost's going to die this season? No, you know, the, 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 wor- yeah, the world is critical, man. Like, it's so crazy how, like, things could just grow. Like, the, the littlest things can grow crazy, but, like, for me, I think people going to have opinions about everything, and he ate that. When he came back on set, he was just like, listen, man, like, it is what it is, you know. People gonna like, people gonna talk. He had that vibe when he did it. Right. <laughs> he was like, look. So if it don't bother my man's, then I'm, I can't bother me. But would you have done that? No, I would have. I would have hugged her, you know. Yeah, I don't think that? he was thinking about it though. He didn't it's not something that was impulsive. He didn't dap Jay on the way out. It was just like, damn. But he came <laughs> in so much is happening so fast too, though. You <laughs> know what I mean? I've been up. And they on know everybody knows each other. Everybody's known each other for years. I've been up on Beyonce, and I mean, I went and just took a natural, just a regular pitch with her. I got. Uh, blame for chasing her around the Rock Nation party, which wasn't true. <laughs> so I can only imagine kissing her on the mouth. Now I feel like I haven't, you know, I haven't lived up to my fullest potential. So you, that was, what, you would do that? No, hell no. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, what I mean, only ghosts can get away with some gangster shit like yeah, that. Yeah, he ate that man. He was just like, hey, bro, it is what it is. Like, you know, let's get back to work. So when you became an actor, was that was your mindset always? Let me just build my platform as big as I can to be able to have somewhere to execute my music. Like, was it strategic for you, or did just acting just blew up first? Acting just blew up first, man. And I remember getting so frustrated. I, I filmed a movie in 2013 with Tyrese um, called Black Nativity. And I remember yeah. being so frustrated. Like, bro, like, I keep, and it boggled my mind. But I was like, yo, I keep getting these roles, man. I'm not trying to do this shit. Can I curse on you? What? Hollywood uncensored. That's it. Okay. I ain't trying to do this shit. Like, it's not what I want to do. Like, I like it, but it's not what I want to do. It keeps taking my time, but I need to do it because it's making me bread. So you weren't enjoying the journey of becoming At that a- time, it was, I was spoiled. Like, I, it, I was, because my heart's in the music. And I right. hadn't done anything that, besides getting a check and experiences, and obviously walking into fame a bit, but my heart was not in it, like, yet. Mm. You know, I'm still learning this thing, so it's hard, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, keep booking. He was like, man, the biggest thing I could tell you is let God's journey take you, and I promise you it'll work out. If this is what's working, do not ruffle the feathers. Do not turn the tide on the waves. Follow it. And now, once he said that, I was like, oh, okay, because he's done it, you know? So I feel like it was tough at first, but then it became something that I just realized that this is, what I'm, this is my life, you know? And... I love the work. I love the challenge. I love the challenge of it. Because if I conquer it, then no one can take that from me. So we recently interviewed Tiffany Haddish um, at the Laugh Factory, and we were talking to her about like her rise to fame and what she did to actually lock into her talent and then blossom into a star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your journey in like? Because there's a lot of people that listen to us who are like, they want to be artists, they want to yeah. be actors, or yeah. they want to be writers. Yeah. What was your uh, I guess, uh, motivation, and was there ever any fear of failing, like, along the way? <sighs> 2013 um, was probably one of the worst years of my life because I had, the show that I was on, Boss, had just got canceled. My agency at the time was treating me like I was just, like, the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my management, um, because I didn't want to sign with them, they gave all the records away, and some of the records got placed by other artists that we wrote. They were trying you into it. Was, it was the devil. You know, I was in a horrible relationship. So, And then my agent at the time was like, listen, man, like, you got to go to, I'm, I'm in Atlanta. They're like, you got to go to um, L.A., but you got to pay for it. And it's just to put yourself on tape for this show called Power. And at that time, I didn't know what that was because I, I was too focused on my life. Mm-hmm. And... 
I was like, all right. So I took the little bit of money that I had. And the best thing my parents did for me, I'm sorry, I'm jumping, but the best thing my parents did for me was the money that I had from the show, my dad put it away for me. And only I could only operate on like twenty five thousand dollars of Come it. Come on, Dad. Why is it that Nigerians know how to save Come money? Because he, he, black folks, we go out and get a. We don't get an Escalade. We get a. We live in an apartment with four people mm. right. and have a Bentley. Yeah. But Nigerians, they will live in an apartment, have a. They won't even have a Cadillac Escalade. They'll figure out how to mm-hmm. make money work. Is that is that a cultural thing? It's a cultural thing because there's no. We don't need material things because all that's insecurity. You know, we come from a place of. Do the work and then you can really enjoy it. I have a Bentley and a nice house. I worked, of, I worked for this African one time. I swear this is a true story. <laughs> he was mad in a meeting because we were, we were listening to him, but we were also like, you know, on our phones and stuff like that. And he said, this is what's wrong with all of you black Americans. Mm. I, if it was not for me, you would be standing in the welfare line. And I realized at that moment, we see each other differently. Yeah. And I know right now is mm-hmm. the 400th year of slaves leaving Africa and the whole year of the return in Ghana, which we've been meeting with uh, them over there about that. How, where, where is the disconnect between the black American experience and say the African experience? Because I almost feel like when you talk to people from Africa, there's a whole different sense of like wealth of what yeah. we have versus. I feel like, here. I feel like because we all come from there, but I feel like because we physically were closer to the source, like Nigeria is like my parents, for me, I can only speak about myself. So my parents were, they came here at 25, 26. So their morals were survival, mm-hmm. like survival and principle and you're a king. You're told every day you're a king and a queen when you're young and, you don't, and you're in, in poverty. So like your mindset is I'm above this anyway. I'm just have to work for it. We don't tell our children early enough that you're special. You're a child, you're, you're, you're a child of God, you're, you're royalty. And I feel like we grow up so insecure and we don't know who we are because, and half the time is a lot of the problems are bad parenting in our community. So for us, it was so strict that you didn't want to let your parents down. So the whole mentality was, I can't mess up because I don't want my dad to do this. And that's, it was a mind fuck. Yeah. But it was like, if you got 30, if you, got, if you scored 30 points, I remember one time we were in the States and I scored like 28 and he was like, you missed four free throws. Why didn't you do 32? my and this is just fact like my best friend he was like his dad um he had like six points and he was like man that's great but you know i'm so i'm surprised you got that and and it just made him feel like i'm i'm good with the six like i'm good and it was always challenging for me it was like it was like that's that's where you belong thank god you at least got in the game and then and that that mentality is kind of a cool analogy if I could explain it that way. How can we bridge this gap between uh, Africans and then black Americans? Because I feel like I've dated some some girls that, you know, come from Africa and, yeah. and how they even talk to me is different. Like, yeah. oh, well, you, you, you know, you black and black people. I'm like, how do we bridge that gap? Because I feel like when <laughs> yeah. I watch the movie Black Panther, that's what the movie was about. That's what I took from it. It's like bridging that gap because we all at the same time are the same people. A thousand percent. We and I are. feel like we could be so much stronger if we use our resources together, you know, with people from the land and us being black Americans. Right. Yeah, I think I think it's starting to happen. I think it's because conversations are happening about yeah. it. And I think, you know, with people realizing, yo, I'm 28 percent Nigerian. I'm this. They're educating themselves on who they are. So I feel like that's making a big difference because now people are doing the research. People are having, actually having conversations within each other. 
And I think like the more we talk about it, it's like, why do you act like that? What what are your what are your morals? And then it becomes, oh, okay, I get that. I can add this to it. So I think it's already starting to happen now. And for those black people out there, just <laughs> go to AfricanAncestry.com. I was at this meeting with the president of Ghana, and this woman came out. She's the owner of AfricanAncestry.com. You can wow. actually learn what part of yeah, Africa, of Africa you're, yeah, from. you're from. And the, and it was people that actually had just many revelations of finding out where their bloodline, you know? Yeah, yeah. So speaking of that, so so in terms of bridging the gap, today was uh, the memorial of Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. You were there, yeah. I was there. Yeah. Um, how would you describe the feeling in the room? I've never seen, this must have been like how it was for Tupac, you know, because I've never yeah. seen this type of, like the man packed out Staples Center, you know, and it was like 20,000 people there showing love. like. And you got bloods, you got crips, you got this, 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 everyone forgetting flags and everything, just to see the power of a good heart, man. That's all it was. He's the man was brilliant and, and he made people better. Like he pushed you to think beyond mm -hmm. your your circumstances. And and that's that's brilliant. So just to see the feel of love, it didn't feel like it was like sad. It was like, wow, like life begins now with the knowledge that he's given, you know? And it really showed the power of social media and music. Heck yeah. I mean, I forgot who it was that said there, but they, who said it there? But they were saying that you know the death is going to make him infamous, but yeah. he, although his body's gone, he's going to live within us because yeah. of the music. And I think when his brother spoke, I was just that's crazy. I ain't gonna lie, that's I was dope. Say, with some thug tears on his green yeah. coat yeah. Uh, when, he, tough. when he when he uh, when he talked, but also just to see the humility of the family. But isn't it crazy how it's those moments that bring us together for a little bit? You know, what I mean, it should be something that actually wakes us up. I think when Farrakhan was talking, he was yeah. talking about oh, so the red and blue star and how so it's, you know, it should bring us closer. But yeah. I mean, I don't know. What do you think it's going to take for people to actually have more compassion, more man. love and like respect? It's sad that it takes death. But at the same time, man, like I think just more, I think less pride and more conversations, man, like right. less, less ego and less selfishness was very selfish because it's like. I got to get it. I got to get it. I, I can't get them to get it. Like, no, man. Other cultures are sharing everything within themselves. You know what I mean? And we got to start doing that. We just got to start doing that and, and thinking and, and stop thinking small minded where if you have $10,000, don't go buy a chain. Put that into something that can invest to turn into 100000 You know, just start thinking the long run of things. And I think that's what's starting to happen, which is which is a blessing. That's exactly what his mom said, too. When she was speaking, she was like, we got to take our egos out of it. Yeah. It's not about him. I mean, well, me. She somehow, she had some, some words to get together, but that's exactly what she said. It's about the ego. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. How do we tackle that ego issue in America? Well, I, I, so I'm wondering, uh, I mean, so what impact that the death had on you? Because I think it's had an impact on everybody differently. I think one, one thing for me is it's made me, a, it's made me a little bit more apprehensive about being around a lot of people. Like okay. I have to, because even then, mm -hmm. I mean, it was somebody close to him. Yeah. So do you look at your circle and very consciously about who you allow around you or how do you how do you move like what is your I, I move very light bro because there's too many jealous people out here so I move with people that I trust wholeheartedly you have my best interest to have things to lose on their end and I'm not the guy that go like nine eight nine ten everywhere it's me my best friend or me my management you know what I mean and just keep it small man but yeah, it's tough. It's, it's sad that you have to think that way these days where you can't be around so many people because you don't know what their motives are. It's sad, but nah, just keep it real, real close. So speaking of how you move, you have money, uh, you're famous, you're young, you have abs. I've seen them on our <laughs> <laughs> Um how, how do you, I mean, you're in a world now where like 
the cloud chase is real. So yeah. women, I'm sure, have slid in your DMs. Yeah. So how do you decide <laughs> when you, like, Michael Jackson won't walk back? Or do you just not <laughs> go back in DMs? Or What is, like, your experience with fans and how they try to... I mean, I, I'm paranoid, so everything is to me is a setup. So I don't even try to get involved with the DMs because I'm scared of that screenshot and, yeah. you know. So I'm really face to face. Or if I see you and I'm like, oh wow, you're dope, I get to know you that way. But now nah, that the DMs and social media, man, I try to stay out of it as much as possible. You 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 take the phones, you confiscate the phones. Oh, after every the every and... yes <laughs> yes, take that. You gotta sign some stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wait, so that. are you with one night stands or no? I mean, do, do you have to get to know a person? Because I just saw a blue face mm. in an interview where he says, you know, he flies them in for sex and then flies them out. Are you mm -hmm. that type of guy, or do you like want to go on a few days, get to know him, meet the parents, and then? I mean, I've 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 done I've done you know like, <laughs> my share of, my share of things. You know, it's just that. The man I am now is more like, yo, like, I like substance. But when you're younger, it's just like, oh, y'all want me? 30 still young? Yeah, well, younger. I'm saying when you're younger, it was like, ooh, shit. Well, I'm sure the ladies want to know, are you in a relationship now? No, 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 I'm chilling. Hell no. Okay, but last time, we didn't <laughs> say he was just in a bad one. We just had an interview with Swaggy P. Yeah, he said 2013, though. He was in one Many times. We just had an interview with Swaggy P who became homeless after the interview because oh. we asked him if he was in a relationship. He was like, ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> He did. Then when he got home, she, you know, she put him out. So you oh, just, for real? Yeah, there's nobody. No, there's nobody. No, no. But damn, really? That's crazy. Yeah, I, he back at the house. They got baby on the way. Shout no, there's nobody. I feel like, you know, and <laughs> it's crazy because I've never been in this position where it's just like there's nobody. And like I like it because I'm so focused, yo. It's so focused because, yo, I've always had... A distraction here, mm -hmm. a couple distractions here, you know what I mean? One main thing, and it's just like, yo, like, let me just try something completely different in 2019. Okay, so for, for a young lady who's out there listening right now, yeah. wait, do you like white girls? Uh, or do you just like all I like every girl. I like every <laughs> Really? Yeah. I mean, no, there's some people who just, like, I don't ain't fuck with no white girl. <laughs> nah, I don't nah, want no nah. black girl. I don't want no Latino girl. Nah. But then there's people like you that like everything. I like everything. If you got a good spirit, you look good, you're smart, intelligent, you know, you're spiritual, you know, we can talk, yeah. What if she has bad feet? Like, are there things <laughs> on a woman that you will forgive? Like, okay. Physically? So, you know, yeah, like your toes ain't right, but we ain't got to look at them all the time, so it's okay. Like, is there any Damn. flaw that you find acceptable? Or any flaw that you just be like, uh-uh, I'm just not going, I'm not with it. Yeah, because she have a little Bad belly. teeth, bad, bad teeth. teeth. Mm -hmm. If I'm looking and it's just you smiling at me, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nah, it's bad teeth. What's bad teeth? Like cricket? Or like cricket, cavity? Just, just, like yeah, like you know, a lot of just gingivitis here and just the this. You ever dealt with a pretty girl with bad breath? Yes. What? Yes, yes that's, that's very common. real out here. Yeah, that's horrible. Ain't it something that the people with bad breath always have something to say? <laughs> like, did somebody like, tell you three conversations ago to stop talking? For real? Yeah. I'll tell you. And out of love, like, yo, bro, go. Yeah. Hygiene is so important. It is very not, not a lot of people actually take it very serious like you think. The <laughs> sad. So, uh, what is um, what is the son's name who was uh, Ghost Son? What's his name on the show? Tariq. Tariq. But what's his real name? Michael Rainey. Michael Rainey. He was on Wildin' Out. Took a photo of him. They killing me for him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, both of you seem to be like really normal stars. You know, like a lot of celebrities are they're fucking extra. Mm -hmm. How do you stay grounded right now? Like you just is mm -hmm. it it's the upbringing again or it's the it? upbringing, bro. Like I don't get lost in all. I know how fake this shit is, bro. Like not everybody everybody wants you for what I what you do. You don't know me. You don't like you're not here for Rotimi. You don't know Rotimi. So, I'm not going to give you that. You know? So, you're going to thank you for respecting what I do. Thank you for respecting my craft and the music and whatever it is. But I'm not it doesn't feed my soul to feed into this industry. I'm in the industry, but I'm not of it. 
That's you great. know, and you do it because you love it. I love it. It's right. a, it's like it's my job. So I, I do it. I check out. I'm I'm rotating. I'm just. I always say I'm a normal guy with a gift. Really, mm. You know. So so you just played three songs. So getting back to the music, you played mm. three songs. Yeah. What were the name of each of the songs? So I played you love rhythm. Uh, the first one, uh, decisions and legend. Okay, and which one is coming out? Friday? The first one. The first one. Yeah, yeah okay. the first one. Oh, okay. So each have three different vibes. The first one sound like I I don't know why I was thinking that about that was your favorite one you said that was my favorite one yeah I I kind of see Rihanna I don't know when I maybe yeah. was it whining I don't I don't get out <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's whining it's like yeah. Caribbean vibe but like what inspired what inspired that vibe ah you know again it was me and Kenny uh, my manager Kenny Hamilton literally sitting back and saying what can we do that's different and stay true to yourself so I had a record called Want More on my last project that did crazy for me and organically it grew and it was like a Caribbean feel to it. Mm -hmm. So what we did was we said, if this is working for you and it's organically working for you, let's create a project that has the formula, formula of that in different ways. So we broke it down and we said, what artists do we want to, to really make it like a, 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 a combination that's never been seen? So with my style, with Akon's vibe and, um, and um, what's his name? Craig? Craig David. And that kind of, those three together, the world hasn't heard that kind of mix, where it's uh, Afro, but popish, but still a little raunchy in itself. So we really wanted to figure something that hasn't been done, man, and, and I feel like we nailed it. Sounds really good. Um, I like the record. So the second record that you played, what would inspire that record? The decisions? That, was, that was more, that was me in the studio with Harmony Samuels, and Decisions mm -hmm. was like, we told him like we want to do like this Craig David type of vibe, mm. and it was just like Monday took it for a drink on right. Tuesday. So that that melody, and he made the beat from that kind mm -hmm. of idea from that melody. It. So it's still in the pocket of of that swing, and we wanted something with a calypso type of feel, but it's an R and B record, you know, but still has a, a as a um, Caribbean vibe. Who's some artists you want to work with? I know you got to work with 50. He's a yeah, legend, but yeah. who's somebody like on that that dream sheet that you would love to collab with? Uh, man, I think, obviously, I think Drake is amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, I like T-Pain a lot, man. Like, <laughs> I, I think, I think See, he's, yeah, yeah. Why he's, is he so underrated? He man, sings so he's well, so too. Talented. He's amazing. He's, a, he's one of the most talented artists. Him, I think Ty, Ty Dolla Sign, another one who's underrated, but I think he's starting to get the credit. I, those three so far, and I'd say um, SZA, because I went to high school mm. with her. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so we, we both, so it's crazy, man. Like, and she'll tell you the story. Like, SZA was really quiet, and I was like varsity basketball captain, all that stuff. And I was always the one to kind of bring her into our group. Mm -hmm. And she never sang. She was just, you know, just quiet. Was she dancing then, though? Because I know she used to. Uh, she used to, but everything she did was like on the low. Like, she didn't let people really know that. So if you knew her, you'll know, like, she'll leave school and go, you know, dance after school. But it was crazy, man, because we um, we grew. Uh, she was a year younger than me, and this year we both got uh, inducted into the High School Hall of Fame. Oh, that's dope. So just to see where we were during that time and to see that we both doing our thing now, and just, and I remember her where she was, just because of the story, I'd want to do a record with her for sure. And we've talked about it. So now with the um, you're gonna go on tour. Yeah. So you're gonna have groupies show up. I'm not. Wait, let me, wait, 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 back yeah. up. Back up. I'm talking fans. Uh -huh. The Turner groupies. Yes. They gotta show up. Uh -huh. How are you gonna manage that? Cause being on the tour, you're gonna get lonely. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Somebody's have a backstage pass. Yeah. You might yeah. be going to get some water. You have the yeah. water found together. I don't know. Yeah. How do you deal with, how are you planning, are you prepared? Are you I'm prepared. prepared I'm, I'm prepared for it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because all I'm, they need is one drop. When is the start of the Wait, tour? all they need is one drop and then 18 years <laughs> of commitment. It's nah, it, it starts, it starts um, this summer. Okay, so he, he has time he might find a girlfriend yeah, prior to that. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He might find a little lady that might, he might yeah. fly out here and there that might be able to serve his little needs. needs. You know what I'm saying? And then send her on her way. On her way. You feel me? Yeah. encourage that. Send her on her way. She may want to stay and cuddle for a couple rides along the way. That's fine. You want to find with that though. Wait, so are you a color or are you a, like an after sex <laughs> don't touch me type of person? It depends on who it is. Oh, well, that's an honest yeah. answer because there are yeah. some people it's, get your shit just packed by the door. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you, sometimes you just have to understand it. There's nothing wrong with it. Sometimes it's not harsh. Yeah. Okay, so, um, so. I think that's where I went wrong. When a character. <laughs> I want to go back to power really quick because this is another thing I saw catching up on all the episodes. Yeah. Like, when you guys decide to kill off a character, do y'all mm -hmm. think about the fans like, okay, the fans are going to go fucking crazy if we kill off this character? Because I've seen, like, some fans have just, um, I forgot the guy's name who was in the, I want to say he was in the jumpsuit, but um, he had got murdered. But, I mean, I don't know the name. Oh, the jumpsuit? In jail. But the fan, no, but the fans just go crazy when you guys Oh, you're talking about Lobos? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 The fans yeah. went crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, do you guys have conversations as a group like, okay, the fans are going to go fucking yeah, crazy. They're going to go light up our <laughs> I'm mad about that, though, because I liked him. He, yeah, he was amazing. He, he was good. He was amazing. I think it's something, sometimes it's an internal thing with people's money that might be an issue. Sometimes it's just the story. <laughs> story. You know what I mean? So Ask for more money. Oh, nigga, you dying. <laughs> yeah, some people, sometimes, sometimes. But, like, for us, the way we find out about it, it's um, we have table reads every episode. That's the fucked up way to find out. Yo, so they will know. They will know before we know but we'll open it up and be like damn and you might be sitting next to him it's like you're reading it you're like damn like i'm dying <laughs> off because you know it'll be the person right next to you right yeah and you'll just be like oh and it's a little awkward you know what i mean but so when they killed ghost's daughter because everybody was going crazy trying to petition to get her back which i don't see how that would have made sense for the storyline like mm. that happened during the table read she was just probably reading and no, she knew. She okay. knew. Sorry. So she knew before. We don't. We don't all know. They okay. they'll tell the specific person and say, please don't tell anybody else. Oh. So okay. we would find. I found out. Like that's one of the person that I like. I sat next to when it was <laughs> like on the table read, and I was like, oh, you know what I mean, like that type of thing. But it's a, it's a bit. Everything's a business, man. You can't get you know too too personal about it. Okay. So since you're on power, you 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 do you still you used to work at the nightclub. Uh, no. You're gone. So did you get, I can't, I, I'm late. What, did you get fired? Did you, I mean, some I things happen, brother. Well, yeah. Can you come back to the night, since you have an EP coming out, can yeah. you come back to the nightclub and host and perform? <laughs> you know what's cool though? Um, this season they let me, they actually let Dre sing. But in a but, weird but way though. No, it's sick though. Like it's no, it's like oh, the. Like, yeah, it's weird. He's this singing to his I'm daughter. He's singing God to his daughter. He said to me, ask the boy if he could perform at the club. I don't know what happened at the club. I gotta go back and watch it. Yeah, yeah. But okay, so are you going to start perform singing more? No, 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 no. Yeah, they they just they just did that because it worked for the for the scene. Mm -hmm. Right. And I chose I made that choice to do it because it worked for the scene. But now I I want things to be separate, man. I like yeah. the, the the power time capsule is what it is, and Rotimi's time is 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 different, you know. So I want to make sure that is very distinct, and that's why I took my time with you know with the project. 
So when you go on this tour, how is the, what's gonna happen with the acting? Like, are you just gonna kind of put it to the side for a yeah. second? Uh -huh. uh, I think for me, the way it's been my whole life, man, like when I was in, when I was in college, I was battling between being a student and an artist. Mm -hmm. As soon as I graduated, now I'm a, a actor and an artist. And I've never had a chance to just be an artist. Right. Never in my life. So mm -hmm. like, this is the time that I made a conscious effort. I told my team like, Give me, give me eight months to nine months. If something amazing comes, movie comes in, I can just knock out three weeks, I'll do it. But in terms of TV and stuff, let me just focus the rest of the year on this music, man. That's dope. So if you had to pick one, which would it be? Music. Really? A thousand percent. And you'd walk away from acting? If the situation, yeah, a hundred percent. Wow. Do you play any instruments or anything like that? Mm -mm, I used to play the piano. Okay. Yeah, but I would, a hundred percent, because again, yo, you could watch your favorite movie five times, but you could listen to your favorite song 5,000, you know? You can touch people. I watch Baby Boy a hundred times. See, but how many, <laughs> to, how many times you listen to your favorite song? I don't know, but I watch Baby Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I watch Baby Boy every day. <laughs> Put it on. Yeah, and, and, but how rare is that? You know no, what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure, no, for sure. Compared to music. Compared yeah. to music. You gotta follow your love. You gotta follow your love. I don't think I've ever seen Baby Boy all the way through. What? what? That's crazy. What's wrong with you? I, I've never seen Next Friday. Okay, what? goodbye. I mean, I was in a foster home. I was sheltered. This shit just didn't relate to me. Yeah, you can get it on. You can watch you it today. Yeah. You seen Love Jones? Yes, okay. many times. Okay, cool. All right. Matter of fact, they should have been together. Me. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> okay, so so are your parents proud of who you became? Yeah, a thousand percent, man. A thousand percent. Not even because of like the career and stuff. More so, just who I am as a person. They feel like, wow, we did a good job. And knowing that. My mom said that to me actually like a month ago, like I'm just so proud of the man you're becoming, you know, and that's bigger than music, acting. The mm -hmm. fact that your parents can say, wow, I'm happy for what I did as a parent, that's amazing, man. Yeah, I mean, in my, and of course it was tough. Like again, 2013 was really tough because my dad, again, being a perfectionist and pushing me, like, you know, I had to sacrifice a lot and, and he was so tough on me and it'd break me down sometimes, you know what I mean? So. Now that we're in a position where we are now, like everything is beautiful. Everything is beautiful. Does your mom ever tell you, like, yo, now that you're famous, you should holler Rihanna? Like, does she have a celebrity <laughs> female that she wants as her daughter-in-law? No, no. She's like, wrote to me, you have to find a doctor, a lawyer, really, a dentist. Yeah, no, no, no. She's no. Nah, she's more so just whoever makes you happy, yo. You know, she knows a lot of the industry comes with a lot of demons. You know, so she's saying be careful of that. But if somebody's in it and they are meant for me, then they meant for me. When you have kids, you feel like you're gonna be the same way, like really strict on your kids and yeah, it's a it's a balance though. Like mm -hmm. because it's a different, it's a social media world. So I I I know like when I was growing up, I got a cell phone when I was like 16. So you know like in just social media wasn't a thing. We would mm -hmm. we would enjoy playing outside like. Now it's punishment to play outside. Niggas wanna stay on their phones all the time, you know? I was at a uh, at beauty con this past week in New York with a five year old who had a cell phone and a Balenciaga shirt on. Crazy. That's what I'm saying. So like it's a different time, but you have to balance the structure with also being realistic with what's going on. So I feel like I'd figure that out. So she's not allowed to let her kids have a YouTube channel and social media. What, what age would you let your, not that you're not allowed, but it became, you know. <laughs> do they do it now or no? It's still well, up. no, I have a YouTube channel, but yeah. like I didn't put one under my son's name, but I just did. He wanted to do a little video, so I was like, okay. And I put it under there and the people were like, oh my God, let Megan do more videos, but his dad doesn't And he want needs to do one, because I, I no, do think do. like there are, and that's what I was going to ask, so like what's the balance of like protecting kids 
from people on social media, but also giving them the platform to like share their creativity. Right. Because you know we didn't have social media. When yeah. I was, I'm yeah. Old, so we didn't. But have Mega so. doesn't have access to mine. I would have the access, so he wouldn't even see it. He would just do it he and do it and, just, they don't and be happy with just doing, doing it. it. Would you let your kids be on social media? Nah, I don't th it's too toxic, man. And that, their mind is so. It's a sponge at that age, so you you seeing all type of craziness. And I saw this. Uh, uh, we were talking about the other day. We saw a ten year old kid killed himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like because he wasn't cool. And, and but social media, his friends and social at media 10. at ten. Mm -hmm. So like, if you can influence kids, like when we were younger, you could go. You could separate from school and go home and not see anything. It was like, <laughs> I'm mom, safe. I'm safe. You know, you kick it with your friends. Now you go home, everything follows you, and it's just toxic. Yeah, I posted earlier, uh, this YouTuber, social media person, lost her Instagram account. She had a nervous breakdown, said she wow. didn't want to go back to being a prostitute or working at McDonald's because she's be her life is better than working a nine-to-five. And I'm thinking, like, what has, wow. like, no matter what I'm doing, I would have no problem going back and working a regular job. Like, right, I right. would have no, I mean, probably wouldn't work at McDonald's. Right, right, right. You know, because I'm, I'm still trying to get fit or die trying. That shit wouldn't work. <laughs> right. But do you feel like... Do you feel like stressed over social media? Like, does social media stress you out? Do you read all the comments or do you post and go away and don't really? I post and go away. I, I wouldn't even have one if I, if I could choose, but I know I have to, but mm -hmm. I, I, I don't like it. You know what I mean? Like, it's good because it, it connects you with your fans. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the best part about it. But reading comments, no, because everybody's going to say something. You know what I mean? Like, oh, somebody might say, oh, I like your jacket. But well, why isn't it yellow? It could be whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's whatever it is. So, I think social media, if you use it and you can make money off of it, then it's beautiful. And you can get engaged with your fans, it's beautiful. But just to be part of the toxic talking stuff, I don't, I don't, I don't. So I'm do you take. talk to fans online or anything? Yeah, 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 yeah. I engage with them. I, I, I um, IG live with them, all, yeah, all that yeah. stuff, you know. It's important to, you know, especially I want to touch, you know, touch people and, and, and basically get them to know who I am. But. To stay on it, nah, that that could that could be detrimental. That's a, job, That's a so. job, yo. So does the new EP have a name? Yeah, walk with me. Walk with me. Mm -hmm. And so, what are people going to get from that experience? They're gonna see, they're gonna come with me on this journey. That's why I call it walk with me. You know what I mean? So let me just show you who I am. Let me show you what this is step by step. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you're gonna get records that make you want to dance, records that make you want to sing along, make records that make you want to have sex with it, like everything in one gumbo that represents Rotimi. Mm. And then for the fans who are, that may have a hard time with the separation of you, Rotimi, the TV movie star and the artist, yeah. what do you say to them? Uh, let me just show you, you know, let me prove it to you. I think, let me not promise you, let me just prove it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's my motto and, and, and the music is going to speak for itself and if if the music gonna speak for itself, mm -hmm. that's all it was. That's all I can say, really. Sounds good too. Well, yeah, yeah, thank you. I think it does. Thank it you. Sounds really good. It comes out May twenty fourth. Um, the first single drops April nineteenth, and it's yeah. called Love Rhythm. R I D D I M. Love Rhythm. Well, I'm gonna have it on my phone. Hey. Y'all gonna have it on your phone. Of <laughs> course. Hey, I appreciate you coming up here. Thank and you, brother. Us a thank you so much, man. To talk to you. Yes, yes. We just want tickets to the first show. That's it. Yeah, you gonna get your tickets, woman. I got cool. you. Right. I got All right, you. Cool. And we out of here. Peace. Peace.